got a good word for you today. What I'm going to share with you this morning has literally changed my life. And I know that will change yours as well. We've been talking about that the strong spirit of the man is going to sustain him or her in their infirmity. And so this strong spirit is extremely important for you and I. Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, from a natural perspective, proper diet, rest, and exercise are necessary for a strong body, right? Well, the same thing is true for your spirit. A proper diet of the Word of God, resting as we talked about last year, or last week, they which have believed have entered into rest, and then exercise, exercise. Um, you know, you can look at different ways that you can exercise your, your physical body. For example, you may be a runner, you may be a jogger, you may be a biker, you may be a swimmer, you may be a couch potato. I don't know. But one thing for sure that medical science and doctors will tell you is you've got to get your body moving. Amen? Get, get your body moving. Get your motor running. All right? Uh, you know, and somebody says, well, I don't like to jog, I don't like to walk. Well, what about playing tennis? What about, you know, getting on the basketball court? Thank you very much. Uh, in James chapter 1 and verse 22, it says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So what we're going to look at this morning is different ways, if you will, to exercise your spirit. Different ways to exercise your spirit. Father, thank you so much for your word. Your word is alive. Your word is filled with power and grace. I pray that the word of the Lord would go forth and enter into the hearts of men and women today and change their lives. Lord, may there be transformation take place, revelation flowing today. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So, you know, it's one thing to talk about exercise, but it's another thing uh, to exercise. And that is naturally and spiritually. In James 2.17, from the Amplified Version, it says this. So also faith, if it does not have works, deeds, actions of obedience to back it up, by itself is destitute of power, inoperative, or dead. Now, another way that we could say it is this. Faith without corresponding actions will never produce results. For faith, you see, is acting on what you believe. And so there are actions that are necessary for our faith and for us to, to, to please God with. One translation says, faith that does nothing is worth nothing. Faith that does nothing is worth nothing. Now, how many of you know we're not saved by works, right? We're not saved by keeping the works of the law. But once we are saved, we are brought into the kingdom of God for good works. And so there are works of faith, if you will. There are actions to our faith that will cause us to be strengthened in our spirit. Now, one thing I know for sure, that one major action of our faith is releasing this faith, putting it to work by speaking God's word, by speaking the word of God. You will strengthen your spirit. 
if you will declare who you are, what you have, and what you can do in Christ Jesus every day. I learned this long time ago. I mean, right after I was saved, I started speaking faith-filled words. I started charting my course by the words of God in my heart and coming out of my mouth. And the very same words that I spoke way back there in the 70s, I am speaking today. Now, the mere fact that I'm speaking the word of God today will tell you something. God's word has worked. God's word is working. And God's word will work every day of my life. And God is no respecter of persons. What he has done for Brother George, what he's done for Brother Paul, what he's done for you, and what he's done for me, he'll do for everyone. But there are some things that we can do to position ourselves for this glorious, wonderful, abundant life to be a reality in our lives. Anybody interested in this? Speaking faith-filled words. Now, it's not a question of you and I praying for faith. We've been dealt the measure of faith when we're born again. And the scripture talks about having the spirit of faith. Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, said this, that we having the same spirit of faith. I've got the same spirit of faith David did. I've got the same spirit of faith Abraham did. And so it says, we having, not trying to get it, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, it is written. It's important for us to know what is written. Not in our head, but in our heart. And the way that you get what has been written concerning your life out of your head into your heart is by speaking it. What saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. According as it is written. Folks, you got to know what is written. And it's not enough to just know what is written. You've got to act on what is written. And be ready to speak what is written. As it is written. Everyone say it is written. Woo! That's what Jesus did. When the devil came to tempt him, he pulled the sword of the Spirit out in the realm of the Spirit and said, It is written. He came back to him. He did the same thing. It is also written. And then the third time, when he was tempted again, he said, It is written. Now, Jesus did that three times. Somebody says, well, I resisted the devil once. Listen, friend, you've got to know what is written and what is also written and be ready to use it consistently and persistently and persevere. We have the same spirit of faith. So then, how does the spirit of faith express itself? According as it is written, I believed. Believers believe. I believed, and therefore, 
Have I spoken? Well, what have you spoken? I have spoken what I believed. How did I find out what was written? I looked into the Word. I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe. Oh, there's power in believing. And there's power in speaking. Oh, glory to God. Therefore, we speak. Everyday words are extremely important. Not just the words that we speak in the services. Somebody says, by the way, Pastor Mark, how come you lead people in so many confessions? Because that's the way that faith comes. And that's the way faith is released. And there's power in a combination and a unified, focused words. Amen? Amen. So, So everyday words, the words that I speak at home, the words that I speak when I'm tempted to have a headache, the words that I speak when the doctors say it doesn't look good. Amen. Those words, those words, those words that you hold fast to on the job. Those words that you hold fast to when it looks like your needs aren't met. Everyday words are as muy importante. Very important. Jesus said that they were. Mark eleven twenty three. Let's look at that. Now you'll see in Mark eleven twenty three the word say or saith three times. Any time you find three emphases of the same word in a scripture, you know it's important. Let's read it together. For verily I say unto you <clears throat> that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. Stop right there. Be what? God said, light, you're created in his image and in his, the creator put creative power on the inside of you. The one who said, light be, you can say to the mountain, be removed. Hallelujah. And be thou cast into the sea. Let's read together. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have... Amen. That's instruction straight from the lips of the Master. Now, I read Brother Hagin's book, a little bit excerpt out of it yesterday, a little mini book called Words. How many of you have that book? If you don't have it, get it. And if we don't have it in the bookstore, we'll get it. Listen to what Brother Hagin said. He said, words, words. Words are more important than a lot of people realize. Words make us or break us. Words heal us. Or make us sick. 
according to the Bible, words destroy us or make us full of life, happiness, and health. And then I love how he said this. Words. The words we spoke yesterday made life what it is today. Brother Charles Capps went on to be with the Lord not too long ago. And he has a little book called God's Creative Power. I think we handed that out. How many of you have a copy of God's Creative Power? Mm-hmm. And here's what uh, the Lord spoke to him about Mark eleven twenty three. Very interesting phrase here. Charles said in his book, God's Creative Power, that the Lord spoke to him and said this. I've told my people they can have what they say, but they are saying what they have. Then he goes on to say, this is a very simple truth, and how profound and far-reaching. For as long as you say what you have, you will have what you say. Then you again say what you have, and it will produce no more than what you say. Now, I didn't say this. Jesus said, if you believe and say, you can have what you say. Now look at Hebrews, the fourth chapter, the 14th verse. Hebrews 4, 14. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, 14th verse says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest. I'm glad we got a great high priest. His name is Jesus. That is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God. Then he goes on to say, Let us hold fast our what? Our profession. Now, the word profession in other translations, you might have that translation there in your Bible. The word profession there is confession. How many of you have that in your Bible? Confession. So profession and confession are one and the same thing. Now, if you took time to look up the Greek word for confession, it means the same. The same. So I believe what Jesus and what the Word of God is literally saying to us when it says, let us hold fast our profession or our confession, I believe what this is saying is, let us hold fast to saying the same thing. What do you mean, the same thing? Hold fast saying the same thing that your great high priest has said about you. Hold fast the same, the same thing that your father has said to you in every book of the Bible and about you. Amen. So what does confessing God's word do? Confessing God's word is a sign, if you will, of our agreement with him and just simply saying, Lord, you said it. I believe it. I declare it. So be it. Say this to me. You said it. I believe it. I I say it. it. So be it. it. Hallelujah. See, Amos said it like this. He said, can two walk together unless they be in agreement? How many of you want to be in agreement with God? So one way that we are in agreement with God is we align our actions and we align our words up with what he said. Now look over at James, the third chapter. James chapter 3, verse 2. James, the third chapter in verse 2 says, for, if any, for in many things we offend all. But if any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man or a mature man, 
And he's able to do what? He's able to bridle the whole body. In other words, if you can get your mouth in line with what he said about you, you can get your body in line. If you can get your mouth in line with what he said about your finances, you can get your finances in line. If you can get your mouth in line with what he said about your loved ones, this is not a hard message. It is such a simple message. It's simply agreeing with him. Simple, but even so powerful. Job said this. He said, how forcible, what great impact are right words. Hallelujah. Amplified says it this way. He's able to control his whole body and to curb his entire nature. Look at verse 3. He said, behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us. And we turn around their whole body with just a little bit. If you've ever been at sea, been in the Navy, or maybe been on a cruise, look at this. He said, behold also the ships, which though they be so great. Anyone ever been on a great ship? In this area, you ever seen a great ship? So these great ships on the water and on the ocean, the winds may come and all these things may come and are driven of fierce winds. Yet, now notice this, they are turned about with a very small helm. A very small rudder, wherever the captain decides to take it, is the way that that ship, come on somebody, is going to go. Woo, glory to God. And so in the ship of your life, you may have been on the wrong course. You may not have known the power of faith-filled words. And you might be heading in the wrong direction. But you are the governor under the captain of your salvation in the ship of your life. And if you want to see things turn in your life, you've got to turn the rudder. You've got to turn the tongue, if you will, away from doubt and unbelief, away from fear, away from anxiety. Turn it toward God's Word and agree with Him. And you will see the ship of your life make a drastic change. Now listen, it may not happen overnight. Just like the ship takes time to turn completely around, it's going to take some time for your life to turn completely around. But oh, my friends, it's worth walking by faith and not by sight. Because God will bring you up from where you are into a better place, into a higher place, into a place of greater grace, into a place of greater health. Glory to God. See, what most people want is they want an instant turnaround miracle. And we do serve a God of the turnaround. And we do serve a God who can turn things around instantly. But for believers who have been given the word of God and who have been hearing what you have been heard, miracles are not a common happening. Are you listening to me? God has designed for you and I to live 
by the law of seed time and harvest. What do you mean the law of seed time and harvest? Well, you see, the sower sows the word. And as the word goes into your heart, and as you meditate it and believe it and agree with it and work with it and declare it, first, it's the blade. But then, after a period of time, it becomes the full core in the ear. You see, the ground is your heart. The seed is the word. Oh, let the seed of God's word be planted in your heart. Hallelujah. And let's see some things turn around. Charles Camp said it this way. The word of God conceived in the human spirit. The word of God conceived in the human spirit. Seed. Amen. Seed. I sowed seed into Brenda. And John Thomas was born. Right? So the word of God conceived in the human spirit. The sower sows the word. But then formed by the tongue. Everyone say this with me. Conceived in my spirit. And formed by the tongue. And spoken out of the mouth. Becomes creative power. That will work for you. Oh, glory. Thank you, Lord. The Word of God. i got to read it again. The Word of God conceived in the human spirit, formed by the tongue and spoken out of the mouth. It becomes creative power that's going to work for you. I've written in my notes. The tongue, subject to the Word of God. And the Spirit of God is like the steering wheel of your life. Somebody says, I need some things to turn around. Turn around. Turn your tongue in the right direction. Amen. Don't be too proud to admit that your life has been heading in the wrong direction. It's never too late for you to change course. It's never too late to start turning the helm, the rudder, your tongue in the right direction. Look at your neighbor and say, never too late. Now, are you going to help me with this or are you just going to sit there and... Look at me like, you know, a cow at a new gate. You going to help me with this? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm stirred up about faith-filled words. Hallelujah. Faith-filled words. They dominate the laws. May se palanda. Faith-filled words trump the words of the enemy. Faith-filled words will put you over when it seems like Mm -hmm. you're under. Mm -hmm. Faith-filled words will always cause those who are serious about them to triumph and to win the victory in life. Let's raise our hands. Hallelujah. 
Thank you. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, I just, I, you know, I'm a realist. I just tell it like it is. If you keep talking like it is and telling it like it is, it will be what it is forever. But if, you, if you're tired the way things is, then stop telling it like it is and telling it like your, start telling it like your father tells it. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at Proverbs chapter 18. That's a whole lesson right there. What I just said, that's a whole lesson. Calling those things that be not as though they were. Hallelujah. We'll get into that some other time. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. How many of you like good food? Amen. How many of you like having a good family? So a man's belly, in Proverbs 18, verse 20, a man's belly shall be satisfied with what? With the fruit of his mouth. There's a connection to your life being satisfied in what you are declaring and what you are saying. Now notice the rest of the verse. And with the increase of his lips, he shall be filled. Now this tells me one thing. Number one, I should never be speaking decrease. I should never be speaking from the economy. I should never be speaking from a bad report. Amen? I'm speaking increase. But here's something else I just saw as I looked at this. Say this with me. And with the increase of my lips, my life shall be satisfied. Here's what I got. This is not a time to decrease your word input. This is a time to increase the input of my word. This is not a time to speak less. This is a time to speak more of my will. Hallelujah. Let's just fill the atmosphere with this word. Say it with me. Increase. Increase. Which is the opposite of decrease. Now notice in verse 21. Now this is the word. This isn't Pastor Mark speaking. This is the word. Death and life are in the power of the... And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So does it matter what we say? How much does it matter? It is a matter of life and death. Now... Let's move on to 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. One thing we know for sure is that our Father is the one who has given promise. Yes, he has. But he is also the performer of his promises. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And so what he's waiting for in my life and in your life is to give him something to perform. Yeah. Now, in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, it says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward them. Another translation says this. He's looking for people whose hearts are perfect toward him so that he can show his great power in helping them. So get a picture of this. He's watching over the activity of your life. And he's looking for people and places where he can show up and where he can put on a grand performance. 
Look no further, Lord. Here I am. In Jeremiah 1.12, in the Amplified, it says, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well. You have seen well. He sees your heart. He says, For I am alert and active, and I am watching over my word to do what? I'm watching over my word to put a performance, to put a grand performance on. So listen, as you give voice to God's word in your life, the Lord watches over it to perform it. And here's what I've learned. The manifestation of God's word in my life and in your life is voice activated. How many of you got a cell phone? Okay. So if I wasn't from this area and I wanted to find some Starbucks, I'd say, Siri. Yes, Mark. Actually, it's a lady. Siri, where are all the closest Starbucks? In just a moment, Siri would give me that information. In other words, she would perform what my voice declared. Cell phones are... Are voice activated. Amen? And so, this app. (laughs) Are you applying this app to your life? This app is watching over your your word to perform them. Amen? Say it me, the Lord is watching over his word to perform it in my life. Now quickly over to Job chapter 22 verse 28. Job the 22nd chapter, the verse, verse 28. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He says, you shall decide and decree a thing. That's another way of saying you shall believe and declare the word of God. And it shall be established for you. And the light of God's favor is going to shine upon your ways. The word established there means fixed and settled firm, becoming a reality and a common occurrence in your life. But notice with me, you shall do it. You shall do it. We're talking about growing strong in our spirit by speaking faith-filled words. Amen. Listen to this statement. There is a connection between the manifestation of God's goodness and the declarations of God's goodness. There is a connection between the manifestation of God's word And the declaration of God's word in your life. Now look over at Hebrews chapter 13. Notice with me a principle real quick here today. Hebrews the 13th chapter. And we notice in verse 5. It says this. For God has said. For God has said. What has he said? For he has said. I will what? Let's try that one more time. For he has said, let's read it together. So that's what God said, right? Now notice verse 6. So that we may boldly, what? Say. In other words, that's just agreeing with God. That's just saying the same thing about ourselves that God said. God said, he will never leave me nor forsake me. Therefore, I boldly say, read it with me. The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man 
Woo, glory to God. Now, too many Christians are saying, well, you know, I'm just whipped, I'm defeated, the devil's got me bound. But nowhere in the Word of God does it say that we're to say what the enemy has had to say. Instead of saying what the enemy say, let's say what God say. Amen? So when God says he's your helper, he's your helper. When he says he's your healer, he's your healer. When he says he meets your needs, he meets your needs, right? Real faith will always say the answer. Now this is closely connected with healing as well. Closely connected with healing. For the next few moments, we're going to talk just for a few moments about speaking the Word of God over your physical body. Over your body. Amen? And uh, if something needs to be turned around in your life, and you haven't been speaking God's Word over your body, it's time to start. Well, I'm believing for a miracle. Okay, great. We agree with you. But God also expects you to do something with his word concerning what he said about your healing. Amen? See, to everything in the word of God, there's a Godward side and there's a manward side. Right? Look at Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. This is the last verse we'll look at. Real faith always says the answer. Says the answer. In Proverbs 12, 18, it says this. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword. But what about the tongue of the wise? The tongue of the wise is what? So wise people speak healthy words. Wise people speak healthy words. Another way we could say it would be this. The tongue of the wise brings healing. Another translation says that. The tongue of the wise brings healing. Well, you can bring healing to other people, right? By speaking faith-filled words over their lives. But if you can bring healing to someone else, you can certainly receive healing for yourself. And bring healing, hallelujah, by the tongue. Now, here's some things that I believe that we should be able to say on a regular basis. So stand up with me. We're done with the message. Now we're going to do some things, right?